African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. All right, we are live here, episode 21. We have a great show for you today. What is going on, Brett? Well, uh, we're about to sit down and dissect sponsored brand ads and pretty much talk about all the gripes that we have with it, the stuff that's missing, uh, the stuff we wish was in there. And you know, before all of that, though, we do have a couple things to touch on, like news, uh, some app updates. So let's jump into that. That's right. First cool ad badger update is we're always hiring. You can always check out adbadger.com slash careers, marketers, developers, sales, so on and so forth. Feel free to check that out if you like what we're doing and you want to get involved with it. Uh, another cool thing too, Ad Badger, we've been going for a while. However, we've been in beta. Brett, what's the timeline leaving beta? 52 days, June 3rd. Mark the date, everybody. That's going to be our release, our 1.0 launch of Ad Badger, and that is going to come with some amazing updates as well. You don't want to miss that one. We do have a wait list. It's pretty exciting. Yep. So today... Let's get right into it. Today, we're gonna be talking about complaints, grumbles, moans, groans, our protests, and our gripes about Amazon-sponsored brand ads. An ad that we've kind of been force-fed to run by Amazon because they're taking up such a big space on an Amazon search result page. Brett, tell the good people out there what an SBA or sponsor brand ad is. So Amazon describes it um, basically saying you can showcase a collection of products to shoppers actively searching with related keywords on Amazon. What that means in English is that sponsored brands, uh, you can basically have your brand's ad appear, including your logo and a few of your products right at the top of Amazon. And that's some really valuable real estate. It is in fact the first products typically that a person sees after making a search. It is key real estate. You can't get there organically. You can't get there with a sponsored product ad. You need to run sponsored brand ads. And in case anyone's completely new on sponsored brand ads, these things used to be called headline search ads because they typically, um, you know, would appear with a headline, um, and they would typically be up top, sort of like, like the headline of the page. Um, however, because they can appear in more than just sort of that area, they've now been renamed sponsored brand ads. 
And I think there's so many, there's so much opportunity with sponsored brand ads. However, there's some things that I think are holding sponsored brand ad optimization, development, adoption from sellers, all these good things that we're just not connecting on. So in this episode, Brett and I are gonna share some of those gripes, and it should be a pretty fun show. Mm -hmm. And this is not clickbait, but you will not believe number seven. (laughs) Absolutely, and uh, you know, I'll start off with a silly one. Uh, This isn't on our list, but my biggest gripe, I like headline search ads. I mean, come on. That was, we went by that, we got used to it, fell in love with it, and then it just switch it up like that. That's right, now when you name your campaigns, we have to call it like SP as in sponsored product, and then like SB as in brand. Brett and I are trying to talk to each other like on a radio. Hey Brett, what was the, uh, what's the ACOS on that SB ad? Did you say sponsored products or was that sponsored brands? Oh man. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So let's get into the first one. Let's get into the meat of this episode here. Uh, Brett, what's our first gripe? First gripe, and this is a huge one, no search term reports. So you can't actually see which customer search terms, meaning what a customer literally typed into Amazon search bar. You can't see what those are and you know what resulted in your conversion because we don't have access to search term reports. This is... Crazy. This is one of the most mind boggling things about sponsored brand ads. It is so fundamental to what search advertising is, to what display advertising is, to know where your ads are appearing so you can get rid of what doesn't convert and you can do more of what does convert. However, you literally cannot see this information on a search term report for sponsored brand ads because a search term report for sponsored brand ads doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Yep, it makes it really difficult to you know, basically trim a lot of the wasteful spend uh, inside of your sponsored brand ads, which is definitely beneficial for Amazon, but for Amazon marketers, um, you know, it's definitely a pain point for us. So that's the first big gripe, no search term reports. And it, and it just makes optimization so, so, so difficult. So that's pretty tough. Uh, and, and that's sort of the main theme with a lot of these sponsored brand ad gripes is that they're limiting the amount of optimization that we could take action on. Um, and this isn't just us being crazy data junkies or anything like that. It's, we, we wanna know, like this is good competitive, this is good intelligence for any business to know. Hey, what are the most profitable terms for a particular ad type? Where do I appear that I convert the best? What does that tell me about my product? Hey, I was appearing for this keyword and it was converting really well. This one wasn't. What does that tell me that I need to make tweaks for? This is a big deal. Um, which leads us to sort of number two, another piece of information that we just can't get is you know, as you go and you create your sponsored brand ad, you go and you create it, you're greeted with an option. Do you want to send traffic to like a product pay a product group page where it's like a group of your products listed out, or do you want to send it to a store page? Uh, and these two things look very, very different. A store page looks almost like a Shopify site type of thing uh, with a menu and things like that. And a product group page looks like just a group of products. 
what converts best? Boy, wouldn't it be nice to download a very simple report and see what makes the most sense. Um, and, and there's some ways that you can sort of try to reverse engineer this, but it's, it's just so difficult to really see a simple report so that companies selling on Amazon can know immediately what's going to convert best. Yeah, I've, I've always assumed that the product group pages convert better just because uh, it leads you right to seeing uh, more products that are clickable there. Mm -hmm. Whereas the uh, store page takes you, like you said, to like a Shopify-esque sort, of, uh, right. sort of brand page. So right. um, I do think that those group pages uh, may convert better, but again, we don't know. That's right. Um, and at least it shouldn't be a whole bunch of legwork in order to find out. In general, the rule of thumb, send it to uh, the, like the product group pages because it's just fewer clicks for people to get to where they want to go. You know, you wouldn't run like a Google AdWords ad for a keyword and then have them land on your homepage. You'd have them like land on the product or the sales page selling that actual product. Uh, so that's a, you know, one way to, to sort of go about that. Third gripe, headline testing. You know, this is the, this compared to sponsored products, which looks just like a normal product placement. Sponsored brand ads have a headline where you can sort of write something about your product. Um, the thing here is anywhere you write copy, anywhere on the internet for your product, whether it be a product page on your Shopify site or a sales page on a landing, like landing page headline, wherever it might be, even the straight up text on a button where you're asking people to buy something like a subscribe now or you know confirm action or like get on the mailing, anything like those, you always do copywriting testing. You need to find out what combination of words is going to inspire the most action uh, to help you reach your goals. And when you walk into sponsored brand ads, there's no way to write multiple headlines. There's no way to see a results page of all of your headlines. And it's, it's a big deal. Like this is a big thing that we're missing out on. Mm -hmm. This kind of ties in as well with um, like the order of your products that you use inside of the actual creative. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be awesome to split test as well. So there's that and there's headlines, but right now the only way to really uh, play around and you know try to manually split test this is to play around and restructure things breaking things out into different ad groups or even creating new campaigns um, it would just be great to have a split testing functionality right you know of all the things that are clickable in a headline search ad and there's a sort of like a company logo first image there's a headline then there's three products which one of these things is getting the, the click like which what what's if I have one thing that's getting three times the click-through rate and three times the conversion rate of another item in my ad, like I need to get rid of the things that are weighing me down and do more of what's working. And as of right now, we just can't see this information. Uh, and this is a pretty big deal. Absolutely. And just to, you know, we don't really, uh, I don't think we're planning on talking about this one, but another thing that would be uh, really amazing to me would be the, you know, when you actually go to create the sponsored brand ad and you have a selection of a bunch of different products, you basically can choose from any ASIN in uh, your inventory, but how nice would it be if the most, uh, the most related products were actually grouped together mm -hmm. and had, uh, you know, there may be some sort of metrics display so you could see which 
which of those would be most effective when you actually go to create the ad? Mm-hmm. You know, ideas like that would be really, really helpful, I think. Right. And, you know, there are some things that, you know, we do sometimes where you can like kind of split test this manually, like sort of like clone an ad. And then you start getting into, you know, is this really the way that the like Amazon ad machine should be working? Like where you have the same keyword with like multiple sponsored, you know, it, it's, it can be difficult to get an accurate view of this, which is why we'd love this data. Uh, this next one is crazy because it interferes with probably one of my favorite optimization strategies on Amazon, which is no negatives, no negative keywords. Brett, this is a big deal. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, this makes RPSB, uh, which our listeners are very familiar with at this point, makes it extremely difficult, you know, impossible actually. Um, and you know, that kind of ties into the no search term reports thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the you know common methods that people normally apply to PPC just don't work with sponsored brand ads. And you know, to me, sponsored brand ads feel more like just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall, hoping something sticks and kind of 80-20 ruling mm-hmm. uh, down and focusing on the, the winning stuff. Right, exactly, no negatives. So, you know, any broad match keyword, any phrase match keyword, you're just gonna be stuck with appearing for search terms that just don't work. And we'll share some simple tips of like how to try to mitigate some of these things uh, towards the end of this episode. Um, The sixth gripe, you can't edit a creative or you can't edit an ad after it launches, which is kind of perplexing, you know? And this is kind of in line with everything. Like if you don't have search term reports, if you can't add negatives, if you don't know what headlines are getting what CTR uh, and what products are actually getting the click, you know, if this is just right in line with like, hey, you know, what could you even do uh, there? Like what could you even make happen um, if you don't have any of the data. So this is sort of all culminating towards, hey, we don't have the data that we would like so that we can make optimizations. And even if we did have the data, you still can't edit the creative. So big yeah. deals. It's, it's definitely super frustrating. Um, but even then, all of those issues don't even come close to the most frustrating issue in sponsored brand ads. And what is that, Mike? You cannot rename them after it's launched. <laughs> this is crazy. You know, you would think Amazon being one of the largest tech giants ever would, you know, be you'd be able to like edit a campaign name. Um, so, I mean, we just bumped into this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you did, you, uh, this was actually you. This you, I think you spent yeah. a lot of time trying to fix this. What happened? Uh, so this was with a client and basically uh, launched new sponsored brand ads. And this is a pretty big account. So uh, once those were all launched, uh, they started collecting data. You know, I was basically gonna, you know, wait a couple, maybe like a week or so, reanalyze things, go back in there. But uh, the client reached out and said, hey, you know, the naming that you use, um, what I used was just the ASIN and then the campaign type and target ACOS. Mm-hmm. But they wanted uh, a good way to understand what the products were for themselves just at a quick glance. Uh, so <laughs> normally that's not a big deal. You just go in and drop the product description in. However, since I can't rename sponsored brand ads, that's a completely new relaunch for all of those ads. And not just that, they lose all of the conversion data that they've collected, uh, which is really frustrating because those auto campaigns, um, 
you know, auto campaigns as well as uh, phrase match keywords and broad match keywords kind of build up conversion history and, uh, you know, use Amazon's machine learning and they self-optimize over time. So all of that self-optimization is pretty much lost whenever you have to go and create a new campaign right. just because I want to change the name. Mm -hmm. Right. In general, you should never pause a campaign uh, if you can leave it running because then you can sort of fix it up and the historic uh, past of it is not only helpful from an optimization standpoint, but I, you know, the way that the machine works is it's, it's of your favor to have a lot of data in there. Um, so, you know, Amazon will always put preference over an existing aged campaign over a completely brand new one. But the fact is, if you did need to change the campaign name, you can't do it and sponsor brand ads. So there you go. Um, so Brett, we've shared a whole bunch of gripes. There's no search from reports. You can't see what converts best product group pages or a store page. You can't test your headlines. You can't see what actually got the click of the all the things that people could click on, the three products and the logo and the headline. You don't know what actually got the click. You can't add negatives. You can't edit the creative after it launches and you can't rename it. Is there any hope out there? Do we have some simple tips? Um, I would love to share a very simple strategy for how to think about sponsored brand ads. Uh, so basically, sponsored products generally convert better than sponsored brand ads. There's more data, you can make more optimizations. It's a little bit more mature of a ad type. Uh, it blends in very nicely with organic as well. So one of the things that I've always liked to do is basically just Take a look at my sponsored product performance, see how that converts, and then use that information to then add in, to basically get more traffic for what already converts from sponsored products. So I would look at the exact search term that gets conversions from, from sponsored products. You can then take those, and then those are your exact match keywords for your sponsored brand ads. Uh, pretty straightforward. So that helps you get rid of the no search term reports and the no negatives if you're only bidding on exact match. Uh, you can even do some fun things. Uh, you know, Steven on our team, he was playing around with the sort of idea of like single keyword ad groups. Um, and was, this is a pretty interesting idea that he did where um, he had the exact keyword and then he would match that headline up with that exact keyword. Mm -hmm. And then he was just going through manually creating more, like always making sure that the keyword uh, that the person's searching, it has that somewhere in the headline uh, search ad itself, like in the area that you write. Um, so those are some simple tips to sort of mitigate some of the issues that sponsored brand ads have. Um, Another strategy you could maybe implement is take your uh, converting search terms from your sponsored products, like you're saying. You can move those into exact match type in the sponsored brand ads. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, since there's no negatives, you can't really, um, you know, launch a phrase ad group and a broad ad group as well and, you know, keep those out. But what you can do is play around with the bidding. So if you have uh, higher bids in the exact ad group, uh, then you can have, you know, maybe lower bids in the phrase ad group and then even lower bids in the broad ad group. And that can kind of help with collecting some long tails without, uh, you know, causing too much interference between your ad groups. Just an idea that you could uh, play around with. That's right. So we hope we're optimistic that a lot of these issues will be corrected over the coming months. Um, and I think that's our show. And we wanted to finish up by saying thank you so much to Mayor B, uh, who left us a review on iTunes. Uh, says, legit info. How about that? Uh, definitely worth your time. This is a great podcast if you're trying to learn Amazon PPC. Thank you for your show for new and advanced 
sellers. Thanks so much for that, Mayor. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, it wouldn't be fair if we only gave the five-star reviews. So there is another review that says, uh, it's from John Huh, and he says, solid content, but low volume. New listener here and enjoying the content, but finding myself cranking the volume all the way up to hear this podcast. Uh, the reason we wanted to share this review with you guys is just to let you know that we do uh, hear your gripes. <laughs> you know, we have our gripes with sponsored brand ads. <laughs> you have yours with uh, our podcast volume. So that's something that we're going to work on fixing up. You know, we're constantly trying to improve this and push out the best content possible. So I know maybe the next thing we can fix for our podcast is take care of that like 12 minute intro we have. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but yes, we should probably trim that down to make this show a little bit more efficient. Everyone out there is busy and we'll try to bring you the best, most condensed, fastest info for Amazon advertising. Yep, yep. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care, everyone.